Ready to go? Boom. Yep. You put your groceries away? All right. <laughs> hey, let me kind of say something, man. Yeah, close your door. This has been on my mind. You know what I'm saying? This has been on my mind. Now, y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead, man. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> what hey, what hey, you got hey, to say? What's, what's been on now, your mind? I'm going to turn it into an alias. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. <laughs> You're just going to flip it into an alias like that. Yeah. <laughs> How low can you go? Mm. This is the DEFCON Jive Show. And uh, back like he never left, please reintroduce yourself to our, our thousands upon thousands of imaginary listeners. <clears throat> what up, what up? It's your boy Quams, a.k.a. A Scribe Called Blessed. Oh. Uh, okay. B.k.a. Mm. The Midnight Book Author. Oh. Yes. C.k.a. The Low Pin Theory. See? Okay. Uh, See? See, every time, though. See? He's like, oh, I got shit. Jesus oh, Christ. Sloppy <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's your boy, Cannon. And uh, shouts out to all all of the uh, patriotism being shown, man. It's your boy, Neil DeGrasse Tyson. Neil Gorsh. Gorsh's. <laughs> Neil Armstrong, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Oh uh, yes, Doogie. <laughs> man, it, it's 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 about all the kneeling today, man. That's what that's what it's about. Well, it's your man back at it, Boom Dynamite, aka Versace Chachi, BKA Don Fun Dunk, because I'm smooth and the cake stay covered. Mm-hmm. You catch me on my Twitter, you know what I'm saying? That's at Devin Carant, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's, not, it's not me. It's not me. You know what I'm saying? Um or you can catch me on uh, what you call the Instagram at at Slim Reaper Madness, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> catch me at, you know what I'm saying, Periscope at uh Oklahoma Blunder Slim Powers Activate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's out here, man. Yeah, it's your man. It's Jay Remy. Still back and caught it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not your grandfather, but your mother do call me daddy. <laughs> A.K.A. Traffic say it's not so. Mm. <laughs> B.K.A. The rush cards. You get nervous every time I slide through. Mm. <laughs> Check that balance. Check that balance. C-K- C.K.A. The grams. It's... <laughs> If your wife has followed me, it's probably because I already tapped it twice. (laughs) DKA, the black El Chapo, El Sachmo. (laughs) I get it shaken down in Mexico City. Come on, yo. Come on, son. Come on, yo. Come on, son. And last but not least, man, EKA, man. Shout out to your boy. The hypocrite Dundada, O'Fay Lewis, though. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Can't do it. Can't do it with this dude, man. It's dissonance, dog. Both knees, dog. Both <laughs> knees, dog. Like, come on, son. <laughs> Crying. With the Liberace collar out, dog. You know what I'm saying? Chest hair is poking all the way out. Can't, oh, man. Can't do it. With a body in the trunk. Right. 
Right. Right. So what's Shots it going to be? Mm. Uh, yo, how many body co- Colin Kaepernick got? Uh, zero as far as, oh, as, oh, as far as I've counted. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. So he didn't break he didn't any break laws. Like, huh. Yeah. Kaepernick has not caught a body yet. Oh, man. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild, huh? Uh, Kwame, welcome back. Appreciate it, bro. Nice to be back. Don't know where you've been, but uh, I've been writing. Dog. Shout out! I've been writing. That's shout what out happens. to early games in the NFL so we can see Kwame and stuff. You know what I'm America's worst nightmare. I'm young, black, and holding my nuts like cheer. Showers in the pub, having a light beer. Well, thank you for that transition, Boom Dynamite. And uh, let's talk about y'all's president, Donald Trump, on... (coughs) (laughs) What is that? That was me dying slowly. Oh, okay. Um, Y'all's president, Donald Trump, going after the son of a bitches... For kneeling for the uh, national anthem, damn near every single NFL, well, not every, but a lot of NFL and NBA players came at the boy's neck with most famously LeBron James calling him a bum. You bum. Uh, Kobe Bryant saying he can't make America great again. Uh, I mean, just Reggie Bush said something. Uh, Chris Paul said something. Uh, uh, Shady LaShawn McCoy called him an asshole I mean the the reaction the response is just wild and then today we're recording on Sunday damn there a bunch of players kneeled a bunch of teams didn't even come out for the national anthem right so uh, you know like they never like they they never used to do that though right right so like so like like I don't like I don't think we should be like uh like applauding them for doing some shit that like they 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 used to do they used to do ten years ago anyway. Hmm. Um, Remy, I wanted to ask you because you have some experience in the armed forces. <laughs> mm. Pull the shit out of some clothes, dog. But <laughs> But Remy, you fought and uh, you fought and died for the, exactly for the flag for, 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 for your freedoms. Yeah, you fought and died for our freedoms. I don't know how you're recording this right now, but <laughs> thanks to the magic of technology, you're re- you're recording from the grave. How do you feel about it as a as a armed serviceman? I like well for one, I I never understood how taking a knee like like even like a. So when your man uh, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf mm-hmm. wasn't standing, wasn't standing for the job. Like I never, I, 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 I can see it as a statement against the country, but like I don't see it as a like a like a negative statement against the armed services. No one, no one hates the armed services, right? You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, like I don't even understand how they got brought into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Uh, but like, like even even in the arms, like, all right, if you're gonna extrapolate that far, you know, saying like that they're, they're taking the knee is disrespecting, you know, your, your armed service men and women. You know, saying like, we f- we fight so that you guys can do that, like, cause you can't do that shit in fucking Korea, you can't right. do that shit in Russia, 
Like you can't disagree with the with the, with the with the commander in chief or the powers that be. You know, say mm-hmm. or, or or at any level. You know, saying try that shit. Try that shit around your boy. Your boy Putin, though. You get put in a very small box, though. Several mm. very small mm. boxes. Mm. Unmarked. Right. So like so so like the fact that people can do that is like 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 I stand up and applaud every time mm-hmm. I see somebody like 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 taking a stand for some for something they believe. That. Whether I believe in it or not. So, can I jump in, pause? You know what I'm saying? I don't know how many of y'all saw, uh, what do you call it last night? Uh, the other night, um, Bill Maher. And uh, he was talking about how this generation and the Twitter and the uh, clapback, a lot of what they, um, a lot of them don't believe in, you know, our inalienable rights. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they took a survey and they were saying like uh, most people don't believe that you can say whatever you want. Most people believe that you can say if you say something and I disagree with you or you hurt my feelings, I get to react physically and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so like so like 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 Remy said, if you extrapolate that up like to the government, like if you say something that you know is dissent against the government, they have the right to do something to physically harm you. You know what I'm saying? Because you hurt their feelings. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Like th- that's why it makes sense that you know this president is you know tweeting back at I guess NBA players for not wanting to go to the White House for tweeting at you know what I'm saying NFL owners telling them to fire or suspend anybody that doesn't stand for the national anthem mm-hmm. to call people that don't stand sons of bitches like that's all in line with what people think is like acceptable nowadays. You know what I mean? Like if you say something or do something disparaging, I got to go past that. The clapback has to be real. You know what mm. I'm saying? And so I don't know that people, like, like Remy said that, you know, the, the, the government shouldn't, uh, the government fights or the military fights so that we can enjoy these, you know, freedoms and liberties and, and, and have the opportunity to protest. But if they don't even value that freedom, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's the whole, it's sense. the whole, right. it's the whole joint. Like, um, like the oppression of, or like the like the suppression of uh, of people's rights is all good until it's your group, it's right? Like, like, <laughs> which is what trust the process was all about. But 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 you can't, and, and that's absolutely correct. But what, what the problem is that you're not intelligent enough to see that by saying like it's okay in this one case opens it up to something where you're being vulnerable in another place. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I said, if you if you believe that, you know, if you say something disparaging to me or to my person, I get to react physically, you know what I'm saying? I'm just valuing, you know, my feelings, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. However, you know what I'm saying, when I speak ill of the government and they, you know what I'm saying, kidnap my grandmother and put her in a, you know what I'm saying, a torture chamber and fucking, you know what I'm saying, get more of some shit. It's a whole different situation. You know what I'm saying? So, Kwame, I wanted to ask you about this specifically. The whole stick to sports thing that was so that so permeated through Twitter. Whenever somebody famous says something uh, that mostly is for people when they disagree with what was said, they tell you to stick to whatever you did. Um, Now the president has crossed over. He's not sticking to politics. He's sticking his nose into the sports. So what is, how do we reconcile this cross of 
stick to sports versus not sticking to sports. And the whole the whole culture of you need to stick to what you know best, mm-hmm. which, you know, is stupid because I we're sitting up here speaking on this whole thing. And technically, I shouldn't be speaking on it because I graduated computer science. I should only be talking about fucking loops and stacks and cues and shit. <laughs> so what what do you think about that? It's uh, a flawed argument to begin with. Um, mm. Being as, you know, the entire um, political system, the government, all of that is based on people who may not know exactly everything about politics, voting people in to take care of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're already slightly ignorant electing people. You know, you some would say that others are more ignorant than uh, than most. But, you know, we're already ignorant you know, when we enter in this voting process, you know what I'm saying? And so if I am able to elect the leader of a country, um, even though if I have no experience of political science other than what has directly affected me or my family or things that I've experienced, you know, I am more than able to talk and speak and offer my opinion on matters that I feel, you know, may affect um, others like me or what have you. So the whole stick to whatever um, is flawed because we don't live in a vacuum. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, it's easy to say, Hey, I, I am, I am just an NBA player. That is it. I'm an NBA or I'm just an NFL player. That is it. All I do is I play football 24 seven, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 365, nothing but football. You know what I mean? <laughs> Outside of football, I don't exist. Right. In that case, you know what I'm saying? You could say, Hey, stick to sports, but that's not true. You know what I'm saying? You are, uh, I could be a husband. I could be a father. I can be African-American. I could be European. I could be a man. I could be gay. You know what I'm saying? Um, all, I can I can be all of these things, you know what I'm saying, where the term intersectional derives from. I can be all of these things and have opinions on things that affect that individual slice of my reality. So, yes, I play football, but I'm also a black man. And you, we see what's happening to black men in America. Um, I can be, you know, I can be a, a soccer player and a woman and we can talk about the glass ceiling that, you know, what I'm saying has not been able to uh, has not been able to break through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this whole concept of intersectionality is where all of this you know, stick to whatever really just kind of falls flat. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's silly. Besides, we have a president who hasn't stuck to his role since he's got in office. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Dog, we, we lambasted uh, fucking uh, Jordan for years for not making a statement either way on anything, you know what I mean, racially or socially in this country. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's because we knew that he had such an influence on culture that if he would have said something or, or supported something, put his money or his brand behind something, a, a true movement could have been, you know what I'm saying, spawned or could have been, you know what I mean, powered. And he didn't do that, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that as a professional athlete, you know what I'm saying, as a public figure, once you accept the role of public figure, you know what I'm saying, you then inspire and serve as a role model for, you know what I'm saying, scores of thousands of people. It is an incumbent upon you to show them, you know, multifacets, like like Kwame was saying, of your personality, of your identity, so that, you know, you can relate so that other people can look up to you. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be like you have a, a specific disease or a specific nationality or specific, you know, sexual preference. All people that, you know, live those same lives and have those same things can look to you for aspiration. But if it's not that then what am I really looking to? You know what I'm saying? Who who, who are you really? You know what right. I'm saying? So if you take the millions, you're on TV, 
You know what I'm saying? You got the big contract. You got the commercials. We want to know more. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we, there's a reason why, you know, Greg Oden didn't have any commercials. You know what I'm saying? He was dry. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have too much going on. And he was always hurt. That's true, too. But um, it, it always occurs to me that, like, this, like I said before, this only happens when the person that's speaking disagrees with you. Because, like, you know, when Charles Barkley with his coon ass comes up there and says, you know, we need to respect the flag, this and that, then people are cheering. Yeah, you see, a black man who is a basketball player said that you should respect the flag. Yeah, nobody says stick to sports, Charles. But then as soon as, you know, LeBron James calls Trump a bum, it's LeBron James, stick to sports. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, that's that's another part of where it becomes flawed because everybody's personal bias comes into that stick to whatever. And it just it frustrates the hell out of me. Like you don't have the the mental capacity to realize exactly what you're doing. So I I don't I don't even know how we Amer- combat Americans that, you know? are dumb, though. Americans uh, are dumb. Uh, like, I don't know how else to, how else to put it. Like, I, I, like as a country, like it's amazing to me how we are like a world leader with people this fucking dumb, dog. Like, <laughs> like, like when did this happen? Nah, it's not just it's not just America. I mean, that's all we see because that's where we are. But um, it's you can look at a lot of the political systems across the world um, and see how. You know, you just you take a cross section and you look at it and you're like, how did this particular group come into power when they stand for such truly horrible and awful things like the far right, extreme right groups that rose up in in, in Greece a few years back? You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. how did this how did they come into power? And it's like, well, you know, some people didn't speak up. Some people thought it was silly. And some people were like, eh, you know, he aligns with my polit- uh, particular political viewpoint at this this moment in time. So I'll align myself with them. And you just, at the end of the day, you're like, man, this is where we ended up, you know, not knowing that it was a gradual sequence of people like, eh, that allowed it to happen. And isn't, isn't that, isn't that where the, uh, the one, the, uh, the one issue voter comes into play where, you know, I'm against abortion. This guy's against abortion. So I want to vote for him. That's and it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter if he choke slammed a reporter the night before, is or if she says I don't support a livable wage. Like none of that matters. It's just, are you my guy, or or are you my girl? And that's <laughs> are you it. my guy. You my hey, guy. My guy. Shouts out to my, my guy. guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask y'all something too about the actual protest. Besides the fact that it seems to be. Losing its meaning, this original meaning of protesting oh, yeah. police oh, yeah. brutality. Besides that, the whole interlocking arms as a show of unity versus actually kneeling or sitting. How do y'all feel about that? Like, I don't, I don't even know if I should comment because because you, you brought it up. It was just like we've lost sight of the of, of the fucking. The whole fucking point of this thing. Like, Colin Kaepernick is sitting somewhere like, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, it's, it's like, this is, this is not what I was here. This is not what I came here for. This is not what I took a knee for to begin with. No, it's, it's, um, it's a combination of things that you, that both of you brought up. Like, Cannon, you were, you just said, you know, the, the meaning of the protest is being co-opted and, and that's true. 
because, you know, from the very beginning, you know, I don't know. I don't think it was intentional, but it started to it has started to and it has become that people are like, oh, you know, you're protesting the flag when it was never about the flag. Right. Um, It was about, you know, injustices, specifically police brutality being faced by African-Americans in the U.S. right now. Um, But over the course of time, it got, you know, people lost sight of that. And it became now, you know, just today or over the weekend, it's become, you know, we are protesting against what Trump said. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what it's turned into. And so now it's like, well, I'm not going to kneel to disrespect the flag, but we're going to lock arms to say that we're united against those comments. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And it's the it's the it's the way to show unity with your team, like to show support for the people with the courage to kneel to say, hey, I got your back. I ain't going to do it, but. I got you back. But I understand. You know what I'm saying? But I think, <laughs> I, think, I think it goes to a conversation we had last week when we were talking about, um, or maybe it was two weeks ago, we were talking about the uh, false equivalency to where they view it uh, called, being called racist or a bigot to, to the word nigga. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't have a problem with you protesting, but can you protest in a way that doesn't make me feel uncomfortable? You feel uncomfortable. And yeah. essentially... Asking us to protest in a way that doesn't affect them, and that's what the locking that arms not, that, that that will not impact. You know what I mean? That feeling because even like like you would think that kneeling would not impact because I'm not you know exerting any effort or energy on you uh, would would not harm anybody, but that seems to put someone in the tizzy and the troops, that, boom, the troops. <laughs> And, and so, with that being said, you're gonna have to find another way to protest where I'm not offended. <laughs> what, what's the because, point? What's the fucking because, point of protesting? Like, like, like someone, someone the, has to be offended. That's the hypocrisy. <laughs> that's the hypocrisy. Shout out to the majority of the Raiders just sitting though. Oh, they did. Yeah. That's what happens yeah. when you get a black ass team. Were like they that. eating bananas? That's <laughs> to Marshawn. Shout out to Marshawn. Um. I so okay about the staying off the field, Kwame. You already touched on that, that, and, and you're you're right, Remy. That that hap- that never that didn't start until like 2011, I think they said 2010, something like that. Um, so I've been trying to wrap my mind around this. At first, I was happy that they stayed in the locker room away from it. Uh, Villanueva messed it up, by the way, because he walked out and stood in in the tunnel for it, but for the anthem. But at first I was like, that's cool. Keep the whole team out off the field for the anthem. But then I saw Rush, Uncle Rush, um, said that, you know, locking arms and staying in the locker room is like a coward's coward's way out. So how do y'all feel about specifically staying in the locker room? No, they had they had your uh your man as a coach for for the Steelers or uh, Omar Epps. He's <laughs> like um like he like he like he made a like he made a valid point like even though like I I don't I don't agree with it, but he was like he was like look man we're like we're we're focused on football right now and we don't want to get we don't want to get wrapped up into you know the flag police brutality whatever whatever mess is going on out out there so like we're just gonna stay in the locker room right you know and and just stay and just stay out of it. Um, that I feel like that's a valid response. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, 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 I don't, I don't totally agree with it, 
But like, it's like I can see why you do that. Okay. It's not necessarily a coward move. Like you're just a, you're you're about other business, right? Is it's it's trying to stick to we're here to play football. We don't want to have to do exactly. with any of this. Exactly. You I you wanted us to keep with the sports. You want us to, to stay in our lane. We're staying in our lane. Mm. I I think you know that's also important. I think the thing about it is that mainly football is a sport where uh, the notoriety is not such because. You know, wearing helmets. You know what I mean. So he's like, you know, right. he knows a couple of people's numbers. But if you're watching the game any given Sunday, you probably only know like three people on each side of the ball. And so, like, if you're looking at the game before the game starts and looking at pregame, and you're just like, you know, scanning the, the sideline, um, you'd be hard pressed to find. You know what I'm saying? Because that's only probably gonna be like a two, three, four, five second shot in the whole pregame to see. You know what I mean? Player X. You know, kneeling or, or or doing their their protest. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that you know leaving the whole team inside, I think that speaks you know more volume. Like you know, what I'm saying like that there's, there's there's nothing to be shot. Like you know, what I'm saying when you look at one team and they're you know standing uh, I, for the anthem, and the other side is nothing. You know, what I'm saying I think that's more uh, that's, a, that's a more polarizing uh, image than uh, yeah than just seeing you know maybe uh, five uh, uh, 10, yeah, a couple guys kneeling, a couple guys you know standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I think you know what I mean. To Uncle Rush's point was trying to say that you know what I mean. Don't protest in 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 uh in secrecy and don't let nobody know who you like are. But it's like like who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean. That, that's the bottom line. Like it's it's not about being big bad and I'm gonna kneel. You know what I'm saying? It's about um bringing awareness to this to this issue. And I think, like I said, if the whole team is not even coming outside. I mean that 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 makes it very staunch and poignant, you know, picture and contrast. Just opposed to just three or four people just taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Um, shouts out to Stevie Wonder taking a knee on Saturday night. Yo, yo, did he really need help taking a knee though? Like, it's like like you blind, like you ain't like, come on, dog, like you ain't like. He couldn't see he, where his knee was going, bro. He he couldn't guide his knee to the floor, dog. Like <laughs> he can't see where the floor is, bro. He got no depth perception. He's standing blind. on it though. Like, come on, fam. <laughs> you ain't gonna sit up here and disrespect songs Stevie. Life. <laughs> he says songs in the knee of life. Though. Oh, come on, yo. Come on, yo. Oh, man. <laughs> um, final question before we get out of this. Uh if Cap gets signed, are you praising that move? Because the quarterback play, as as from what I've understand understood, because I have not watched, the quarterback play has been atrocious. And so if Cap gets signed, are we applauding, you know, the boycott and are we watching again? Or are we still like, you know, no, doing whatever? Like, because the boycott was never about fucking Colin Kaepernick. Right, right. It was about Colin Kaepernick, man. This is about police brutality. That's what he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And and now and like now so, we're protesting like, like whether whether or not he has a job like, and now we're protesting so, like, because it's it's offending the troops. And now we're protesting because you know Trump said this. Like, come on, man. <laughs> so like, if a if a cop gets you know indicted, then you can watch football again, right? Hmm. That that that'd be more that'd be more you know uh, congruous mm. to the to the uh, to, to the mission at, at you know of of taking the you know uh, movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great, great stuff, fellas. 
uh, I wanted to move into a, a second part of this, and it has to do with y'all specifically. Um, as far as activism for your kids, uh, what are you doing to instill activism? How far is too far? And what do you do if your kid gets in trouble for being an activist in school? Let's say sitting for the national anthem in class. Uh, I'll start with Kwame because he's extra woke. Um, this one is is uh, this one is difficult just because it depends on what the rules of the school are. Mm-hmm. You dig? Um, I don't think, um, man, it's tough. Like, I don't, I don't know of a school, like, I, I, I don't know if there's a school, if I have a school, you know what I'm saying? Or if I went to a school that made you, that it was written that you will stand, like you, you did it. Actually, I, I think in high, we didn't even have the Pledge of Allegiance or, you know what I'm saying? Or anything like that. Um, I went to a Catholic high school. And um, I'm not Catholic nor religious like that at all, uh, nor a Christian. Mm-hmm. So um, like every Thursday there was like mass or something. And so it would be like, all right, you got to stand up and say the Lord's Prayer. And I stood up, but I didn't, you know, saying I didn't say the Lord's Prayer or anything like that. You know what I mean? And I, I got called out for it a couple of times and I just told them like, hey, I don't I'm not going to say something I, I don't believe I can't in. to learn not to not to. You, you know, know? with Jesus, right? Like, yeah. And so, actually, not that at all, Remy. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's not that's not the statement I made at all. <laughs> but, but, um, for I mean, like for my kids, my kids will never get in trouble for standing up for the principles that we instilled in them. Like, never, not by me, right. at all. Now, if they break a rule in the school, um, then they will do whatever the consequence is you know, because they broke a rule. However, I will never punish them for that. And I will let them know that ahead of time and afterwards repeatedly to let them know that I'm behind them a hundred percent for what they believe in. And Mm -hmm. then it's incumbent upon me to look into why I have them in that school. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I got, again, I got pulled out of, I was homeschooled for first grade. Uh, Cause I went to a school uh, kindergarten in Milwaukee that my parents did not like one bit. They did not like what they were talking about. They did not like what they were instilling. I don't think they like, I think it had something to do with black history month where it was like something so, you know, not cheesy, but like so cookie cutter, you know mm. what I mean? All right, let's talk about Martin Luther King, you know, and, and color his face. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> For twenty for twenty eight days. So bad. So oh, stay inside they, the lines. They pulled me and my older brother out of school because we were the only ones in a lot of brown crowns. And uh, they homeschooled us for the rest of the year, and then we went to a different school, a appropriately titled Harambe uh, school. <laughs> oh, um, hell yeah! For the rest of our elementary school. So that I mean, school to, to woke university dog. Like, come on. <laughs> That's, but like, like that's what happened. Like, you can't if you're going to back your kids, um, for what they believe in, and they're continually getting in trouble. Then it's like it's then on you as a parent yeah, to see like, well, you, why are they at this school? Then you know what I mean. Take them, take them out of that environment, right? Yeah. Uh, boom, dynamite. As a teacher, how do you feel about this from the other side? If your school rules are they have to stand, they have to take the pledge of allegiance, but you know. Kwame's daughter is in your class and she ain't doing that shit because she's woke. 
Like, how do you from the other side handle that? Well, the joint is now, it's such a PC world and and people are so, you know what I mean, scared of getting sued that it's, you know what I mean, if they say anything, you gotta be like, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. No disrespect, <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, a, to a 12-year-old. Yeah, so, I mean, for real, I mean, that's what it is. So, like, uh, if we're getting up and I'm like, it's the Pledge of Allegiance, I need you to take your hats off. They shorty got the, you know what I'm saying, little head wrap joint. I can't tell her to take it off. I'm sorry. Just right. Like, you good. Just let you cook. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's really not an issue. So I don't I don't I don't think it's as big as a thing that, that we see in sports as we see in the classroom. Like it's really just like because nobody got no problems. All right. Mm. Like, I guess it offends you, I'm sorry, will never happen again. You know what I'm right. We're not even doing this anymore. You know what I mean? Interesting. Uh Remy, again, thank you for your service for for living and dying for the flag and the armed services. Uh I sacrificed so much though. Man, have you, bro? So Eating MREs, like <laughs> ghillie suits for days. Um, you, you, you were the first one to put the the military grade flashlight through its paces, I believe. I was. Uh, yeah, out in Christmas attics. <laughs> <laughs> out, out in uh, Iraq. Christmas fabrics, man. <laughs> there it is. Uh, how do you feel about? You know, your boy growing up and, and doing activism in his middle school. You know what? Like, it, 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 Lord strike me down as a bad parent, dog. Like, I like, I like, I haven't, I haven't been instilling any, 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 like, any uh, wokeness. If that's a, <laughs> if that's a, if that's a thing in, in, into into my kids, man. But um, like if he took like if, if if my son like sits me down, he was like, "Look, pop, look, look, pop, like I don't want to do this. I I don't want to do this thing because you know I you know because it goes against you know this this other thing that I believe in or whatever." Like if you if you could have a like a valid conversation with me uh, uh, about that, I'm just like, "All right, like that's it. That's your that's your belief. You know, as long as it's not something like you know, saying utterly ridiculous." Mm-hmm. It's like it's like yeah, dad. Like I got trouble. You know, I got suspended. Like, good example. My one act of activism, you know, say when I was in a uh, high school. Um, we had a kid uh, who uh, who was who, who was routinely on the wrong side of like legality, and mm. like and like uh, our high school had a. a like a student resource officer, an actual like uniform policeman, who who was who was there to do police shit. I don't know what the fuck he did, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, like he knew he knew this kid, you know, say outside outside of school, you know, saying just for for the kid being you know like knocked knocked a couple times, you know what I'm and so um, there was one time there was one time it was like and it was on school grounds or whatever like he like the Kid was walking to his car, whatever. I think uh, the the SRO thought like he had drugs on him or something. And um, long story short, excessive excessive force was used mm. to to to, the, to subdue this kid. You know what I'm kid. And so um, and so like we got like like and like like my my whole class got wind of it or whatever. And um, 
like we had we had like a bunch of town hall meetings and stuff uh, and stuff about it and then like um and then, and then, and then like and then one day we and then one day like well we just we just all walked out walk, walked out of the school we did a walk out of the school you know what I'm saying uh and, and, until uh that officer was removed mm. and um I got suspended for it and, and like and not to not to like sit on like a high horse because like ninety percent of my class ninety percent of my graduating class got suspended for that <laughs> and so but um like if my son if my son does something like that it's like like I'm all the way with you dog like you're not like you're not even in trouble dog like we're, we're switch we're switching schools after the fact you know what I mean? like, mm-hmm. but I mean I, I mean other than that like he he don't got too much to fuck. Okay. It was a good fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> he lives the privileged life. He's good. He, he, he lives a very privileged life, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I agree with y'all, man. If I if I'm so lucky to have kids in the future, like they're going to be woke as shit, and I know this already. So, like the first hint of like, you know, they're calling me up, like, hey. Your kid didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. You need to come get him. I'm gonna come get him, and then we're gonna go for ice cream. Like, that's like that. Like, like yo, I called him to the school, and like, and, and like, like it's like I was like, yo, y'all call me out of work for this shit, <laughs> right? It's like, oh man. On top of that, like, yo, I'm trying to make this bread, <laughs> and uh, y'all calling me for some bullshit like the Pledge of Allegiance or the national anthem. Uh, like, did y'all ask him why he didn't stand for it? No, you just called me, huh? So he just called me, huh? So well, I wasn't uh, gonna I wasn't gonna say anything about it because you know because I didn't have time because I was at work and everything. But now I got time, right? Now I got time. So <laughs> got time we're gonna be here for like a good for a good week and a half. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have my lawyers call your lawyers, right? <laughs> Let me tell you why you're wrong. That's Kwame, the fuck? That's when Kwame goes home and puts on his uh, dashiki and comes back. to <laughs> What you so mean? What you mean? Playing. What you mean? Go home and put it on. <laughs> What you talking about, bro? What you talking about, son? Everyday wears. I'm coming up with the thick beaded necklace with the African medallion, son. Dangling. <laughs> Dangling, son. With the walking stick like the hidden boys. I got it all, bro. I got it all. Smelling of all the oils, dog. <laughs> yeah, you had, the, you had the motherfucking like battle leg here to the oils, dog? Like- <laughs> exactly, man. You know what I mean? That's how you slide to the principal's office, <laughs> Coming in black man, uh, like I love what it. Is we, what is we even talking about here, son? Please and please walk into, please walk in there to the hit single. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, <laughs> y'all, and I'm blickety black, 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 y'all. I'm walking into Miriam Makeba, dog. Like I don't know God what you're damn. talking about, son. Like I'm walking in with all of the South African going. You know, what mm. I mean? I'm going in with that Dela Rocha. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you can't stand it. You thought I planned it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, I might walk in there to uh, some public enemy. Mm. <laughs> you got a marching edge, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> all black marching on. Dead prez, dog. All, all black with the beret and the, and the all black glasses. With the meme mug. Yeah. You know what I'm the sour oh. face. You know what I'm saying? Man, mm. The sick bar face. Going in with red, black, and green paint on my face, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, where you coming from, son? Nah, that's where I'm going, bro. 
Yo, that dashiki walking into the principal's office though. That can't be beat. See, I don't know that man. Like I, li- I live in the hood, so like you know what I'm saying. Once I, li- I go to a black school, but once I get this change up, you know what I'm saying, move out to the white neighborhood, and they have the all, you know what I'm saying, all white school. I, I wait for that day. You know what I'm saying. Mm. Coming extra, mm. extra righteous. Mm. You know <laughs> all the righteousness. All right. So to recap. Kids is going to be all right if they take a stand, because I think that's going to be the new thing. Like, you know, we seem to be getting blacker and uh, we seem to be being getting more aware of what's going on. And it seems like it's a groundswell. More people, more black folk are are starting to become involved in a conversation, whether they want to or not, Mm. which I think is going to end up translating to their kids. So I think we're going to have to have these conversations more and more often with our kids, with our schools, let them know, like, my kid probably not going to be standing for no national anthem. And, you know, it, it like Kwame, like you said, if Black History Month is some cookie cutter BS and, you know, come dressed in, come dressed as Martin Luther King and read a portion of I Have a Dream, like that shit's not going to fly anymore. I mean, like, like. And I think I'm a. Um, I haven't been doing it, but I, I think I'm gonna do it like this. Well, I, I mean, not even not even this February. Like I'll probably like my kids are are go to year round school, so yeah, you know, what I'm saying they get tracked out, so they're nine weeks on, three weeks off. So right now we're entering the last week of track out. Like starting this week, I think I'm gonna sit them down, and we're just gonna talk about like people, you know, what I'm saying that you don't normally hear about. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about Megger Evers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. about Emmett Till. You know what I mean? We're gonna mm-hmm. talk. We're going to talk about, you know, what I'm saying these cats that have laid, you know, unintentionally laid the foundation for a lot of the things that have happened. You know, we're going to talk about the little four brown girls. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, that perished in the bombing. We're going to talk about it. we're going to talk about Ruby. You yeah, know what I mean? Talk about Ruby. We're going to talk alive. about Just Ruby. celebrated a birthday. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like we're going to talk about these people, these these um, these black people uh, that don't. You know, like it's so easy. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if your school talked about Malcolm. I don't think we really hit Malcolm that much, just because no. Malcolm was so incendiary back when he was, you know, what I'm saying alive and doing what he did. You know what I mean? But even it's not unheard of to talk about Malcolm. We always hear about Martin and Rosa uh, and all of that. But like, hey, yeah, we we stood up. It's so easy to say these people stood up for equality and not. You know, these people fought against such and such. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's one thing that we have to start being better at as parents. It's like stop um, saying stop holding up the glamorous, good, polished, well-recognized, you know, still heroes, but people that um, everybody knows us and use as an example and start bringing to light these people who fought you know what I'm saying? More or who were down in the trenches who may not have the recognition that others have um, mm-hmm. and who may not have wanted to have the recognition that other has. But right. based off of the color of their skin, it happened. You know what I mean? So do you, do you talk about even more controversial figures like like Fred Hampton in, in the Black Panther movement? It's, or do you still kind of keep it light? It's it's tough, right? It's tough for me, at least. Anyway, I should be. <laughs> I know. my. I know. You know what I'm saying? I know my pops did. I know I must mm-hmm. have been like too. You know, I must have been like two when Pops was like, you know what I'm saying, talking about the Panthers and stuff. But like, mm. I, I've I've been slow on the uptake of that. 
um, just because I knew how much I resented it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's tough. Um, every afternoon, you know, what I'm saying coming home and hearing about it, like for an hour to two hours or whatever. I appreciate it now, but back then I know I didn't. So I'm like, now I'm like, all right, I gotta, I want to meet some sort of middle ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I need to start talking about more of those and what they did. And it's on us to like kind of present it in a way that's interesting. Cause like pops just used to print out 20 page articles and make me sit down <laughs> and read them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, You're yeah. Welcome. Like, like, Dad, I'm still working on making my Z not backwards. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's, he's like diagnosis essay for me, and I'm like, I don't know what an essay is. Dog. I can't spell it. What's diagnose me? S A. Isn't that just S and A? Like that's how you spell it, right? Exactly. And I think another joint uh, to Kwame's point is that um, this is a great time. I think you know. In you know times past, I think that a lot of children believe that you know civil rights and you know what I'm saying um, slavery and 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 and, and uh, air fluidity and, and all these airs before them were you know hundreds and thousands of years right. you know, f- removed from their existence. And I, I read a book. You know, my son, uh, you know, favorite superhero is Flash. He likes to run. He thinks he's fast as hell. So he picked up a book from the library called uh, you know, Jesse Owens, The Fastest Man Alive. Okay. And um he talked about, you know, how he you know uh ran in Berlin. And people didn't want to see him, you know, run and he was like, Why do they they want him to win? He's the fastest man alive. Why would they win against him? Why were they doing this to him? And for it to be so far, but then to be able to say that, you know, a lot of stuff like that's happening now today. Mm. So you can see people getting killed by police, you can still see, you know, racially motivated, you know what I'm saying, crimes and, and, and misdealings every day. And it, it makes it seem like it's not as foreign or not as prehistoric, you know what I'm saying, right. as I think a lot of kids think, you know, Martin and Malcolm are. Like, is it like that's ancient Egypt? Like, you, you learn about Rome. You learn about Egypt, you you learn about the Great Depression, and then you learn about, you know, the civil rights movement. And then here we are today. And so right. when you put those in that context of like, yeah, the Great Depression, World War II, the New Deal, uh, civil rights, and then like 80s and 90s, here we are. We're good. <laughs> and it's like, and that's why, you, you get no context. That's why kids say... That's why kids say stuff like, you know what I'm saying? Martin Luther King freed the slaves. <laughs> Not because they're dumb as shit, just because like those two times are melded together because they don't, they don't seem like they're, you know, near what we're going through today. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like slavery and, you know what I'm saying, civil rights, black people were getting, you know, terribly mistreated. You know what I'm saying? That I've never seen the likes of this. So it must have been going on at the same time. Right. And this is and, this is this is where, like, again, it becomes important for teachers and parents to um, to present the material in a way that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that allows them to make that connection. You know what I mean? Like I was just reading. Um, oh, God. Was it? Uh, I think it was Mark Lamont Hill. Was it him? Okay. I was just re- I was reading a book and he was basically talking about the seg- the um 
the the white the white flight um from St. Louis uh and the surround and the surrounding areas and then the return and mm. you know the the opposite directions for black people and how eventually it arranged itself into what we saw uh the neighborhoods of Ferguson and the practices that happened there. And so it's like it's the chapter starts off just talking about um the the opposite directions of movement based off of economy and affordability and housing regulations and all of this. And it was, you know, it was interesting to me and I didn't see where it was going until they brought it all into how the events of Ferguson were allowed to unfold based off of police response um, to that community, that predominantly black community. And so it's a, it's incumbent upon us to talk about, Hey, now this is what happened immediately after, you know, um, the slaves were freed and for a period of time, you know, blacks could vote. And then all of a sudden, you know, during the reconstruction, Jim Crow came sweeping down and you saw all of these different practices and then A and then B and then C and then D and then E and then F and then G for gerrymandering. It's how we end up where we are today. <laughs> you dig? So like, like we have, but it's on us because the kids aren't going to make that connection because right. they weren't born when some of this stuff, you know, when a lot of this stuff was happening. Yeah. And you have to make it interesting. Like you said, like, like, boom, you said he only picked up the book because he said he's the fastest man alive. That's the only way you're going to get him interested. And so you got to be creative to say, well, you know, this happened at this time. And, and you got to kind of mix that up with something interesting. I don't know. If, I don't, Kwame, I don't know if you give them like, you know, that Christmas Addicts comic book to make it interesting for them or, or what. But, you know, for me personally, I, I started doing my family tree and come to realize that it was like I'm like four generations, four or five generations away. No, not four or five, like five or six generations away from slavery. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Slavery maybe wasn't that long ago, if I could say, oh, my granddad and then his dad and then his dad. And then before that is slavery. Like, that's it. And so I think for the kids, because we're in the 2000s and slavery was officially abolished in the 1860s, it's hard for them to make that that connection because it feels so far away to them. But to us, it's like, God damn, that shit really did just happen. So I don't I don't know how you go about making that making that interesting, Kwame. Well, like, it's not it's well, it's it becomes interesting when it becomes relevant. Right. Mm. So, yeah, you can you can go that route. You could talk about, you know, how many generations or how few generations separate you from slavery. Right. But and that's that's one way to go about it. But the other thing is just to simply make the the um the, the analogous relationship between, hey, you know, at, you know, my daughter is nine years old. You know, what I'm saying, hey, what are you doing on an average day as a nine year old? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then you relate that to what an average nine-year-old was doing, you know what I'm saying, working in the cotton fields of Alabama. You know what right. I'm saying? Is your family together? Is your mm. family whole? You know what I mean? How would you like it if mommy went away, if daddy went away, if your sisters were ripped away, or if you were sent somewhere? You know what I mean? Or if you or if you're Ruby Bridges trying to go to Ex- school. Ex- what would it be like if you were just walking exactly. and getting yelled at by yeah. You know what I mean? Like you make, you relate it to them based off of their everyday life and activities and what they experience. And then you slowly take away those experiences until they're just, until they're left with, you know, something that they might not be entirely comfortable with being left with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this is this is going to be a, a really interesting time for, especially when you think about the uh, what NFL players are going through right now, being in the middle of this culture war of, you know, protesting for police brutality by kneeling for the anthem, sitting for the anthem. What what are they showing to their kids, and what are the parents of the people who are vehemently against this type of protest? What are they teaching their kids and how are their kids going to grow up resenting specifically black people because those players were disrespecting to them. They were disrespecting the troops and the flag, whatever, whatever. And then the players kids are like, no, you know, daddy might get pulled over by the cops and get killed. So I know why he's doing it. I get it. And so like the next generations is we might get that race war. Yay. We might get that race war, Remy. Yay. Trust the process. <laughs> uh, Man, like I said, if we're so far removed from the point that I'm, I'm so, I'm human such that I can see and acknowledge, you know what I'm saying, your pain. Mm-hmm. If, we're, if we can't even get to that point, if we're continuously at the point right now where it's just like, I'm offended that you would even mention that you're offended. Right. And 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 you making all this noise and hoopla is is really really making me upset and discomfortable and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the it's the era of uh so so online I was reading a comment section somewhere. So they call it like the era of butthurtedness, dog. Like everybody <laughs> everybody just stupid sensitive and it's like yo like toughen up yo. like. I think that I think that's a, that is a legit problem. You know what I'm saying? Like I think like like uh like the generation like at like the generation like right after us and like um and the generation that were like we're raising up now are like these pansy like motherfuckers, dog. Like like yo, toughen the fuck up. Mm. But is it is like, it really that or is it just because you have more connectivity to these people now to where they mm. can express their opinions? Like when maybe, you would vote- I, I, I mean maybe that, maybe that's maybe that's it. I mean, because when you was like, growing up, I mean, you wouldn't hang with those kids. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. This is true. That's not this the crowd you like, would they, roll with. They weren't on my timeline, you know what I'm saying? Because there was no timeline to be had. <laughs> they weren't in your AOL chat rooms, Remy. But like, but I mean, like, 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 what's, what's, what's old girl, the old blind Yaku that got fired from, uh... Tammy? Yeah. Like, like, when she talks about, like, like, liberal snowflakes and shit, I was like, I, I, I kind of gotta like, like, cr- like cringe and take that shit because it's kind of right. Like these, like these safe spaces with nobody, nobody, nobody can get offended. Like Boom was saying, like it's like, come on, though. Like people have people have different point of views than you. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be, able, you gotta be able to to sit through that, hear out that arguments, and and and, and be like, well, and and, and, just, and be able to say, well, I disagree, and leave it at that. Well, I think okay. I think there's a difference between a safe space and and being able to disagree with an argument. I think those are two separate cases because you can you are certainly right that people are not able these days. I think to have a productive and informative argument or debate, you know what I mean, without just resorting to yelling or drawing lines or just ignoring each other. However, I do think there's a difference between a safe space where um based off of you know uh past experiences i particularly don't want to hear people talking about suicide 
You know what I mean? Mm. So, like, there's a difference between a safe space and the ability to have an informed argument. Mm. And I think also there's a, there's a difference between, you know, having an argument that's that's that's, that's fact based and an argument that's based in you know, yes, yeah, definitely. I'm in a workplace environment and. The, the administrator actually said, you know what I mean? Did this happen? Did this happen? Is there any evidence that this happened? And the person said, no. But you can't tell me how I feel. It's something. <laughs> and, and that was the person's argument. And you can't tell me that my feelings aren't real. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, the, and the administrator had to back up to I understand what you feel. And I'm feeling sorry that you're feeling that way. However... You know what I'm saying? If there's no evidence to support that, you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, the evidence is my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, like, boo, like, that was like, when we was at uh, Howard, you, know what I'm you had like this, this bit that you, that you spit off one day, man. And it was like, um, it was, it was like a, it was like a, uh, like, like a biology class or something. And the kid, and the teacher's like, he's like, how did life begin? Like, or like, or like, how did the, uh, like, how did, how was the, how did the universe begin? And and so one of the kids was like Jesus. It was like yo, disagree with me. Like, <laughs> like mm. you can't disagree with me. You know what I'm saying? Because because I believe that Jesus created the universe. Right. And I, I don't care what like, and that's the shit that needs to. That's the shit that we got to put a cap on. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you feel a certain way doesn't make that doesn't make it the truth. Doesn't make it you know had a doesn't make that situation apply to the real world. Right. So. I mean, you you bring religion into it, and that's a whole different argument, though. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole separate podcast. Yeah.